Kia ora and welcome to the Have a Chat with Nat podcast, a fun and insightful look into the life of me, Nat Hugel, aka Lily Loka, actress, burlesque and drag artist, teacher and events manager. I'll be chatting about topical subjects, my experiences and opinions, as well as providing educational material for actors and creatives alike. I'll also be joined by the occasional guest from within the creative industries and we can share our experience and knowledge with you, our listeners. All right, and welcome to my very first podcast. Now, I apologize for the quality, if it's not that great or if there's a bit of background noise. Uh, I am getting a mic. I've bought one. It is on its way to me via the post. So uh, please just bear with me for now. Um, So today for my first podcast, I was trying to think of what to talk about. And obviously I wanted to talk about something that's topical Um, and obviously what's invading all of our social media and uh, news media and basically everywhere, we can't escape it, is COVID-19. I'm going to do another podcast based on how performers and those in the creative industries um, can survive COVID-19 because, like, for example, myself, I'm a self-employed performing artist and events manager, Uh, And my work literally dried up over the space of 48 hours. Um, I got told on a week ago Sunday uh, from the film set that I was working on that I no longer had any work. They were going to postpone the work that we were working on. And then literally within 24 hours after that, all my gigs for March and April, gone. So uh, it's a scary time. Financially, I'm lucky in the fact that I had two big paychecks coming in so I'm just budgeting those I've set aside my tax and I'm just gonna let them sit there I'm gonna let my bills kind of accumulate and only touch it if I absolutely have to um I'm very privileged in the fact that my husband uh can work from home and that his income isn't affected but uh my I've taken my daughter out of school she is currently self, like we're self-isolating basically because my parents, we live with my folks um, and they are both at high risk. My dad is turning 70 and my mum is uh, 60 and she's got respiratory issues. So we thought it was best to take my daughter out. Um, I have a background as a teacher, so, you know, I'm more than happy to educate her from home. We've got a whole bunch of resources, uh, and it keeps me positive because, you know, my, my work dried up, like literally overnight. It was scary. Uh, and so, yeah, and we're lucky because we also live rural, so we're already isolated really as it is. We've got a lot of provisions, um, but it's a, it's, an incre- it's an incredibly scary time for performing artists at the moment because, and those in the creative industries, because our work has literally dried up. And for a lot of us, we live paycheck to paycheck. And so there is a lot of performers out there who literally like, how am I going to pay my rent this week? How am I going to feed myself? Um, And so I'm going to do a whole podcast on that um, as to performing artists and creative people, how we can, like what um, the government has put in place, what Creative in New Zealand is going to do to help support performing artists, what community groups are doing to help those who are either a low income or the most vulnerable. Um, So stay tuned for that. I'm planning to do that in the next couple of days. I just want to really make sure that I've I've been doing a lot of research and keeping up to date with everything. uh, But I just want to make sure that I've got as much resource and knowledge as I can before I do a podcast on it so that you are as informed as possible.
Um, although I will just say this right now, um, a really good group that you can add. I'm just sitting next to my computer horror and I'm just trying to find what. Give me two seconds. Um, there is the, if you are a creative in the arts, um, there is the Aotearoa Arts and Events during the COVID-19 crisis group. They've also got a website, uh, I highly, highly, highly suggest that you add that website. It's incredibly valuable. Um, so many creators. In a crisis like this, and to be honest, I'm 33, and I've never lived through a massive crisis or anything. This is like the most, this is the biggest kind of crisis that I have ever gone through. And to see the community pull together and support each other and unify has been really wonderful and beautiful to see um so yeah that's a place that I highly recommend you go and check out also if you are queer uh, and you need some support we also have the COVID-19 LGBTQIA plus support group and info um, center, which is set up by Aaron von Philippe from our home at GAY. If you're needing some help with like some groceries, some necessities, if you just want to feel connected to other queer people in the community, then that is also a really good place to kind of go. I kind of feel like, you know, I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with social media because with social media, I, I love it. Um, for this kind of thing like this is where like you know when we're all in that self-isolation well we were physically distancing and I think I saw um Ruba Bruges a uh a friend of mine from House of Drag um go follow her she's hilarious and amazing drag artist um but she was like I think we're getting our wording wrong it's not social distancing it's physical distancing. We don't want to socially remove ourselves from interacting with people in terms of socially. Um, we just want to keep a physical distance. And I think from what I heard, I think it's about one meter that you need to stay away from people and just making sure obviously that you're not hugging or, you know, um, shaking hands or anything like that. But what I wanted to come on here to talk about today was mental health during the COVID-19 crisis. Um, so for just a little bit of background, for those of you that don't know, I, uh, I live with generalized anxiety disorder. Um, that means that I have anxiety in general. It wasn't necessarily created by one particular traumatic event. It's just something I've had literally since I was young. Um, and... I also suffer from PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress disorder, and that has been brought on by a couple of prolonged, big traumatic events in my life. I really and truly understand, you know, everybody's story is different and everybody deals with mental health in their own particular way. But I think it is incredibly, incredibly important that we uh, really take care of ourselves during this time um, and we take care of other people. And so I thought that what I would do is I would, I literally just had a uh, phone call with my counsellor this morning because she is between the 60 to 70 year old age bracket. And so she's gone to her office, but we had a phone call because, you know, we just don't, you know, physical distancing. And if we can do it via phone, then why not? Um... So I was just going to give you a few little helpful hints and tips and just things that you can do to just try and help alleviate some of the anxiety that's going around COVID-19. So the first thing that I thought that I would talk about is control. 
Now, for someone like myself who suffers from PTSD, one of the ways that we uh, feel like that we quell our anxiety and we kind of rein in our PTSD and stop it from or stop being triggered is by feeling a certain amount of control. Um, and currently, we have no control over the circumstances which are going on in our lives. Uh, it's so I think that is something that we all need to really understand and process is that there are things out of our control and there, but there are things that you can control. So stop thinking, stop trying to focus on the things that you can't control. You want to start thinking about the things that you can. And some of the things that you can control is your reaction to COVID-19, your, um, your engagement with social media, uh, your engagement with other people, your focus and intentions. So what is it? So how are you going to use this time? Because that's what this has given us essentially is time, self-isolation. We've got loads of time. So I think it's really important, like for me personally, uh, and I was talking about this with my, uh, with my counselor, uh, is I need purpose. I need something to do. Uh, to be able to keep me focused and to feel like I have some sort of normality and control. So, um, for example, I woke up this morning at my normal time. I got my daughter up. We had breakfast. We got changed. I think that's an important thing too, like to feel like you're you're not just hanging around in your PJs all day. You know, you're getting changed and you've got a purpose. You're You're sort of putting yourself in almost this like false sense of like normality um, for your own mental health. And then I got my daughter to her desk. Um, she has her own little desk. I got her phonics book out. We started doing some homework. I got them onto my computer. I wrote down things that I get done during the week. I um, Basically, you basically want to try and make sure that you plan out your day. Uh, I'm a real list person. And so without that kind of uh, structure. I feel very lost. So I was like, right, today I'm going to record a podcast. I'm going to do it about mental health. I'm going to do these things with my daughter. Um, I think it's also really important for those of you who are parents as well, or if you have dependents on you, you know, you've got a tag team at this time. If you've got your partner at home with you, or if you've, or if you're flatting in a flatting situation, if, if they're able to entertain your kid for 20 minutes or you know you need a break too uh and i think the mental health of parents and uh those who are who have dependence uh is super important at this time so control creating some sort of element of control you can control how you react to this whether it's a positive or negative and you're allowed to grieve you're allowed to grieve allow yourself to grieve because i did last thursday I was in a really bad mental health space. I just went real dark and I didn't see it coming. But like, I don't know if you've ever been in that position where you kind of, especially as performing artists and, or creatives, we uh, live paycheck to paycheck and we may be tired and we may be run down, but we need to take that next job and we need to keep trudging forward because if we don't, we don't, you know, I, I don't know, you know, if if you're, if you're lucky to have a, um, a full-time job in which you have a, you know, sick leave and pay and uh, stuff like that, then that's awesome. But, you know, for someone like myself, if I have a sick day, then that just means I don't get paid. So, you know, we, we push ourselves a lot and we have such high expectations of ourselves to be doing so much. And um, yeah, just 
just be kind. Be kind to yourself and you are allowed to just stop and grieve for the loss of work and for the situation that you're in. It's healthy. It's Don't ignore it. But something that um, I've learned through meditation, which I'm going to delve into a little bit next, is you almost want to create this visualization of negative thought. And you kind of see pretend like you can create whatever visualization you like. I like to pretend that I'm lying down or sitting down under a tree and I'm looking up into the sky and in the sky are my thoughts. The clouds are my thoughts and I see them and I acknowledge them. I can dwell on them for that moment, but then I also allow for them to keep going and to flow on. Um, I think it's important in this time that we just... We don't dwell too much on what has happened and what we've lost. We need to focus on how we can use this time, how we control what we do with our time. And the best time, the best thing that we can do is be productive and try and have as much normality as we can. Um, So that's one thing, control. Let go of what you can't control of. Think about what you can. Number two. I think it's really important in this time, as I was saying, the good thing about social media is to to talk with other people. You know, there's a lot of me- like media hysteria going on. It's a very anxious and worrying time. Like everywhere we look, it's all about COVID-19, more cases have come out, people are in lockdown, blah, blah, blah. It's just perpetuating anxiety. And if you feel anxious, honey, you're totally 110% justified (laughs) because that's how it is at the moment. So um, yeah, it's, I guess, creating safe space for you to feel, but also talk. So uh, you know, using private chats with your with your friends or creating a WhatsApp group with your close friends who you know you can vent to or talk to and they're going to receive you and you're not going to feel judged. Or going on to any of those arts, like the arts, Aotearoa Arts Group or the LGBTQIA plus group, um, you know, talking with your bestie, you know, just, just keep up that communication. And, you know, even if you're a bit of an introvert, it's just a problem shared is a problem halved. And the more normality that we can have in our lives, we're just talking to our friends. And even if it's just like having a FaceTime, like I was saying to my bestie before, who I can't see now for two weeks, I was like, babe, let's do a face chat and we'll have a glass of wine. And just, we won't even talk about any of this going on. We'll just talk about normal stuff. Like, so again, trying to create normality. It's not that we're being ignorant and ignoring it. It's just trying to, trying not to be consistently anxious all the time. Um, Another really interesting thing, and this is something that I've learned from being a drama teacher, but also from my own anxieties and just uh, uh, realizations is in the body we hold a lot of tension. And um, when I was a drama teacher, I taught something called the seven levels of tension. And we go from catatonic, which is basically like a jellyfish, to sergeant major, which is where you're completely, like think of a sergeant major when they're standing um, with their salute hand up and they're all completely rigid. Um, And we waver in between all of those. So I'm not going to go into that right now. But something that I want you to start to become aware of is... If you are feeling anxious, look at your body language. Because so many of us can be so disconnected from what our body is doing uh, and what our mind is doing. And we don't really realize what we're doing until we become aware 
of what we're doing. So for example, I know when I get anxious, I start to, my hands start to clench. I cross my legs. I become very closed. My shoulders roll in a lot, but there's a lot of tension. Like I just hold so much tension in my body and I can feel myself starting to shake from the tension that I'm putting my body under. Um, but I do it unaware, so I don't even realize that I'm doing it. So something that you can do to help, re- because your body responds, well, your mind responds to how you physically react and vice versa. So something really simple you can do if you're feeling really anxious is to sit down and try and loosen your body, uh, your body position, essentially. So unclench your hands just have a big sigh and just release your shoulders from the top of your neck Um, and use your breath. Using the breath is incredibly, incredibly helpful. Um, If you're trying to de-stress in through the nose, out through the mouth and you want it to almost, it doesn't need to be a vocal sigh, but you want to breathe in. So you can kind of feel the sound of the, um, the breath traveling down the back of your throat. That's a really helpful thing to do. So, you know, uncross your legs, put your feet firmly on the ground. Uh, You know, just, you want to try and alleviate that tension and use the breath, use the outward breath to allow you to sink even more and more, uh, become more and more relaxed. Once you become aware of your body levels of tension and how much tension you're holding in your body and, you'll you'll become you're you're telling your body you're telling your body is telling your mind chill it's okay stop stressing because the less tension that you have in your body that will receive messages to the brain and be like hey we're okay we're all right yeah it's like when you're watching a scary movie for example and the suspension scene is coming and it's like the Jaws, the Jaws theme is a really good way to talk about that. So you know what that theme sounds like and you know what that means. So your body automatically starts to tension, like to tense and you're, and it's almost like I liken my anxiety to like a cat. And you know when cats get scared or they get frightened or their heckles start to go up and they start to like, you know, their backs get hunched and they sort of, yeah, that like get ready to pounce kind of thing. That's what I liken my anxiety to. And that's what I liken my body to, too, because that's exactly what happens to me. Like I, you know, I don't, you know, arc my back like a cat necessarily, but um, I do get really tense and I start to get into that uh, suspense uh, kind of thing. So be aware of your body and how you are holding it. Take a moment to check out and be like, oh, okay, I didn't even realize that I was like like wringing my fingers and that my shoulders were really hunched in or that I was holding a lot of tension on my legs and crossing my legs together. Just try and unravel, unwind, and that will really help. I promise you. Um, another thing that you can do is just, just check in on yourself. Um, be like, how am I feeling? Am I anxious? Do I have running thoughts? Am I am I consistently worried? Um, and yeah, it's and but use you can try and channel that anxious energy and use it productively. So you know if you're an artist, if you're if you're a visual artist, go and use that energy to create something. 
be like, okay, how can I, how can I morph this anxious energy and how can I exude this and put this into something positive? So go and go and create an artwork and just kind of devise it, kind of allow it to just come out of you and just create. Um, if you're a dancer and you can feel all this anxious energy in your body, just be like, how can I, I need to release this, put on a piece of music and just improvise and dance your feelings out. Um, if you, or if you are just at home, you're allowed to still go out and have a walk, just practice, uh, distancing, go and have a walk, allowing your body to still be physical and moving around will really help to release the nervous tension and also just give you a bit of mental clarity. Meditation is another thing. Like I've been really slack on meditation lately because I was using meditation to kind of quiet in my mind, but also to allow me to get to sleep better because I had a real bad time of like mind chatter before bed. So um, what you can do is you can download the Headspace app. Great app go and download it. Uh, they've actually put up some, uh, something, some meditation courses, uh, some two to three minute like emergency meditation things for like if you're having anxiety attack or if you're really panicked or um, stressed. Uh, and they've also got their everyday uh, meditations. Now that's all free. Um, to pay, you pay $20 uh, a month for like all the other programs, but to be honest, you don't really need it. They've got the meditations that you can do every day. It goes through the same thing where you basically sit down. Uh, for some people, it really depends on you. Some For some, it says like sit. I prefer to sit rather than lie down. For some reason, I don't know why lying down kind of triggers me, like I can't focus. Uh, so I have to sit and um, have my feet flat on the floor and it will take you through the process of meditation. And it talks about the blue sky uh, and how you can, like when you get distracted during meditation, it's guided meditation. So it will teach you kind of how to, like it's normal to get distracted. We have busy minds. So uh, it gives you the skills into which to like deflect your uh, your thoughts when you are uh, meditating and it's super helpful and I found it really awesome so I started meditating again last night because I have been terrible <laughs> at doing it um so meditation I, I honestly like it's I know some people think it's real namby-pamby and like wishy-washy but honestly it just gives your brain like I I can't concentrate for more than 10 minutes on meditation um so even if you can only manage two or five minutes that's totally fine. Don't pressure yourself to be like, oh no, I want to meditate for 20 minutes and be a guru. It's not going to happen. Um, take it really slowly and easily. It's a new skill set that you're learning, but that, that also gives you a sense of purpose. Even if you write a goal and be like, I'm going to, I'm going to get, learn how to meditate and I'm going to do this for my own well-being. That's a little goal or like something that's going to give you a sense of purpose. Yeah. So I guess the other thing that we need to be thinking about too is, even if you have a support network or people who you can talk to, um, sometimes we find it harder to, maybe we don't have that kind of relationship with our parents or with flatmates or whatever, where we feel completely comfortable to be able to talk to them about how you're really feeling. 
So if that is the case, there is people who can help. Now I'm going to list a few numbers that you can um, either text or get in contact with so that you can communicate. So uh, if you, this is from the mental health uh, organization website. So uh, if you want to, you can free call or text 1737 at any time to uh, get support from a trained counselor. Uh, you can call Lifeline on 0800 543 354 or free text 4357, which is help. Um, especially, we already know that New Zealand has one of the largest suicide rates in the world. Um, and it's this kind of hysteria and anxiety, anxious time is we really, really, really need to take care of those who are on all of us, but especially those who are vulnerable, um, not only who are susceptible to the coronavirus, but those whose mental health uh, is already in jeopardy. Uh, we need to be checking up on them, making sure they're okay. Um, if you feel like you are um, at risk of... Uh, <sighs> your mental health really not being okay, please, please reach out. Whether it's to a family member, whether it's to someone in, you know, a group community, whether it's to one of these helplines that I'm telling you, honestly, please. Um, you can call Youthline, which is 0800 376 633 or free text 234. Or if you are a member of the queer community, you can call Outline on 0800 outline which is 6885463 so i hope that this first podcast has been of use to you um it's my first one so please forgive me if there's any uh nuances or if the sound isn't that great or whatever but i hope that it has been beneficial i am going to do a podcast based on covid-19 how creatives can get through government subsidies um creative nz subsidies uh community groups etc cetera, etc cetera, uh how we can get through and survive this and lessen the financial burden that it is putting on us uh my name has been nat hugel you have been my audience and uh, please if you like this like and subscribe to my podcast and I will be in touch with you very very soon it's been wonderful to talk to you thank you